Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Man, tonight's going to be a little different. It is, it's Christmas season and, and uh, we can return to our seats. And I would like all of the children, if they would, to come down and just sit on the floor tonight. All the kids, all the kids want them to come down and sit down where you're comfortable, all, all over the floor here. Don't get on the steps, but just stay back. All of our kids want them to come. Don't we love anchor kids? Amen. Come on, that's, that's good. I want them to keep coming. Love all these kids. You may be seated. Kenny Rogers said that Christmas is for kids. Kids from 1 to 93. I remember that song. We love all of our children. Come on, have them to keep on coming. I, they're gonna be all right. I want them to sit, sit right here with Pastor tonight. And uh, are you kids ready for Christmas? Yeah. Are you? Good, good. Any more kids? Have them all come down. I'm gonna tell them a story tonight. Love all these children, amen, that come to the church. And uh, all of our kids from trying to see which one's the youngest here, all the way up to age 11 can come down. We want them all to come and and sit here on the floor. Praise God. Christmas. How many of you, it's your favorite, favorite holiday? Have you already decided what you want for Christmas? You already know? You already know? Oh, I can remember some amazing Christmases that I had. Do you like Christmas with snow in it? Do y'all like the sleigh ride? Yeah. You do? All right. One of them said, I like going to snowball fights. Yeah. I think that was a preacher's kid that said that. Merry Christmas, everybody. Tonight, we're going to read from the book of Luke, chapter 2. We're going to read a few, vor- a few verses here. And can I ask you children to do pastor a favor tonight? Would you set still and be really good? And you going to set still and be really good? Yeah. I'm going I'm to tell you the story about when Jesus was born. We're going to read some verses and I'm going to explain them to you all tonight with this whole congregations of grown-up kids that's here. When I was growing up, I was the one that would wake up the house on Christmas morning. I'd get up at six o'clock and I'd run to my mom and dad's door and I'd bang on that door. It's Christmas. My brother was quite the opposite. He did not want to be awakened for no present in the world. We'd have to wake him up and wake him up. Finally, he'd get up, but not me. I'd get up. I'm still sort of like that today. Anybody like that? How many of y'all get up early and you're ready for Christmas? Which one of you likes to sleep in real late? Which one? Oh my goodness. Spirit of honesty is up on these children. Yeah, oh my goodness. I like getting up early. In Luke chapter 2, in Luke chapter 2, this is, this is the writing about when Jesus was born. And it reads like this. 
It says, and it came to pass in those days when there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David. And what was going on is that the Jews were under Roman control and that they would tax everybody that was under their control. And they had to go back to their original city where they lived and they would have to be from the tribe that they were from. Joseph and Mary were from the tribe of Judah. They had to go back to Bethlehem because that was the city of David. They would go back there so they could pay their taxes there. And you'll find that verse 5 says, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. Look like Sister Rachel here singing tonight. She might even have that baby by Christmas. Who knows, Brother Gio? And she's, she was, Mary was about to have a baby. And the scripture says, and so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. She's going she's to have a baby. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in what? Anybody know? What kind of clothes? Swaddling clothes and laid him in a, in a manger. Isn't that right? In a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. They had tried this inn or a hotel, but all the rooms were booked. The reason the rooms were booked is because people had come back to their hometown so they could pay their taxes and they were staying there in that inn like everybody else. But when Joseph went to seek a room for Mary, who was about to have a baby, they said, we don't have any rooms left. So they had to go out into a livery stable. That's where they kept the animals. And that's where they went. And the Bible says, and there were in the same country Shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Hey, are y'all listening? Y'all being good and quiet? One of them said, that wasn't a preacher's kid, amen. In that same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. There were shepherds in the field. And an angel came down and a light shined around them and they got afraid. How many of you would be scared if you saw an angel? How many of you would be scared if you had an angel show up in your room? Yeah, everybody. Oh, I want to see an angel till one shows up. And um, it says they were afraid. Have y'all ever been afraid? That is an invisible being of God that's made visible. And they, they got, one of them said every night. And the, hey, listen, listen. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Oh, you already knew that, didn't you? Good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. It's not just going to be to you, but the shepherds, not just to you, but to everybody. There's going to be good news. Everybody say great joy. And it says, For unto you is born this day, 
in the city of David, a Savior, which is, go ahead, Kevin, KJ, say it. Which is Christ, are y'all reading this behind me? My goodness, I thought they had it memorized. <laughs> which is Christ the Lord. He said, it's good news. Can I tell you the best news you will ever hear is that we have a Savior who is Jesus Christ. Amen. He's our Savior. Praise God. And they told him, they, the angel told them where he was. He's in the city of David. Where is that? That's Bethlehem. He's in Bethlehem. That means house of bread. How many know Jesus is the bread of life? He's going to be born in Bethlehem. There is a place specific that he's going to be born. And it went on, and the angel said to the shepherds, said, and this shall be a sign unto you. Here's the sign of who it is that's been born. There's been a lot of babies born in the world. But here's the sign that it's the Savior, that this is Christ the Lord. Here's the sign that you will find that it's baby Jesus. It's the Savior. What is that sign? Look what it says. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. The reason that the angel said to the shepherds, here's a sign to you, you're gonna find him how? Wrapped in what? Everybody say swaddling clothes. That's a towel right there. That's not necessarily swaddling cloth. But when you find him, you're gonna find him wrapped in a specific garment. He's not gonna be like every other baby, not just a cloth. He's gonna be wrapped in a swaddling cloth. Everybody say swaddling cloth. And when you see him, he's gonna be a lion in a manger. And the reason was, is because every shepherd knew of something called the Tower, Jackson, everybody knew, every shepherd knew there was a place called the Tower of the Flock. Everybody say the tower of the flock. This wasn't just everywhere, but the tower of the flock, Titus was specific because it was near this city because it was the place where they would look for perfect lambs. Perfect lambs. Some of these kids aren't listening to me. They're, they're talking. Everybody say the tower of the flock. And what was the tower of the flock? The tower of the flock was a two-story building made of stone. And that stone building, hey, hey, y'all quit talking. Hey, 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 listen to pastor. Y'all quit talking, sit real still. Cross your legs like this, cross your legs. And put your hands on your lap like this. Hey, take your mouth like this. Take your mouth like this. Look at me and say. <laughs> and breathe through your nose. One of them got so upset, but they just fell out just now. They... Now listen, tower of the flock. On the upper tower is so the shepherd could look and see over the flock to make sure there's no wolves or coyotes or lions that would come. It was a place of protection. But on the first story of the flock, the, the tower of the flock is where they would deliver the lambs of the sheep. And one was about to be delivered. They would take it in there and they would deliver that, that lamb that would come out of that mommy sheep and they would protect it. The reason was because these sheep weren't like every other sheep. These were pedigreed sheep. These lambs were used specific for the sacrifice that was in the temple. It had to be a perfect lamb, an unblemished lamb. 
And they didn't want anything bad to happen to that lamb. So you know what they would do? They would take that lamb and they would wrap it in a swaddling cloth as soon as it was born. They would take it and they would lay it in a manger until it was calmed down from the birth. Because they didn't want one flaw to happen to that lamb because that lamb was going to be used as an offering before God. It was a protected. And when a lamb was born, I've had even saints. How many of you ever had kittens at born? Baby puppies at your house. We've got people in here that have baby goats born. I've had people call me over the years and they'd say, oh, pastor, I'm not going to be able to be there tonight because we got our, our dogs want to have puppies tonight. I've had them call me and say, we can't be at church tonight because very few times kittens are going to be born tonight. Why? Because it's a specific time that's something very precious and you have to be there to care for that baby. And the shepherds would do that. And when it was born, they would take it and look at it. They'd check its eyes, just like when y'all were born. They'd count your fingers and look at your head, look at your eyes, look at your nose. Make sure you had your toes are right and your legs are right. All those things to see if there was any imperfections. And that's what these shepherds would do because these sheep weren't like every other sheep, DJ. These sheep, these lambs were going to be used to be given to God. And they would wrap them in swaddling cloths and they would lay them in a manger. And when the angel said to the shepherds, when you get to the city of David, there's a place that's there. And when you find this Savior, somebody shout the Savior. Savior. He's not going to be like every other other baby. He's going to be wrapped in swaddling clothes and he's going to be laying in a manger. You know why? Because he wasn't just another baby being born, Parker. He was going to be the Savior of the world. 4,000 years. Have you ever counted, Avery, you ever counted to 4,000? I didn't think so. That's because that's a lot. 4,000 years they had waited on the Savior to be born. But when he was born, nobody else could be born like this. It couldn't just be the seed of, of some human being. This baby that was to be born had to be of God because there's none good, no, not one. But there was one that was going to be born that could be the perfect sacrifice for you and me. Paul said that the blood of goats and lambs and all that wasn't good enough to remove sin forever, but it took the blood of Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you this story because we celebrate at Christmas the birth of the only perfect human that's ever been born, and his name is Jesus. And you know what? He grew up. How old was was Jesus when he died? He wasn't 4,000. How old was he when he died? 33. Everybody say 33. 33. And when he died at 33, guess what? He was still unblemished. He still never made a mistake. Still, there was nothing wrong with his heart, nothing wrong with his mind, nothing wrong with his tongue, nothing wrong with his intentions. He never made a mistake. You know why? Because he was born to die so you and I could live again. I think we ought to clap our hands and thank God for that. Praise the name of the Lord. The scripture goes on and says, and it tells us, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. Lying in What? Everybody say a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth, what? Peace and goodwill 
toward men. I want you to listen to what I'm going to tell you. The only one that can bring you peace is Jesus Christ. Isaiah prophesied about him and said, unto us a child is born, a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders. Amen. His name should be called. Anybody know? Wonderful. I want you to say wonderful. J-E-S-U-S. I think there's a preacher in you. You're trying to take over the service. Amen. Everybody say wonderful. Wonderful. Counselor. Counselor. Isaiah declared Jesus as the mighty God. Everybody shout the mighty God. The The everlasting Father. Father. And the Prince Prince of Peace. peace. When Jesus was born, you don't have to say it. (laughs) When Jesus was born, he brought peace to the earth. And joy to this earth. And the reason your mom and daddy can love each other and have peace in their heart and joy in their life, I'm going to tell you why. Because Jesus came from heaven to the earth so we can have it. Sometimes life gets hard. Sometimes it appears that life is taxing. Sometimes it appears life is not fair. But it appears to me Jesus showed up at the worst time of year to turn it all around. I want you to take your hands like this in the air and say, Jesus will turn it all around. I've got good news for everybody in the building. Jesus is still on this earth. He's still bringing peace. He's still changing lives. It's still the greatest story in our community. It's joy to the world. Peace on earth and goodwill toward men. Let's stand and clap our hands tonight and praise him. Hallelujah. Remain standing. There's going to be a moment in your life, every single one of you, that you're going to need God. You're going to need to feel him. Hey, it's not good enough just to hear about him, Sawyer. It's not just good enough to hear about him, Winston. It's good news to hear, but you've got to go get him for yourself. And he told the shepherds, he said, I'm going to tell you where he is. He's in the city of David. He's wrapped in swaddling clothes and is lying in the manger. You know what I believe today? I believe the angel is still telling people, let me tell you where you can find him. He's no longer wrapped in swaddling clothes. He's no longer laying in a manger. That's all right. That's okay. It's all right. The water is spilled. We got more water where that come from. Hey, he's no longer in a manger. I'm going to tell you something else. No longer is he hanging on a cross with nails in his hands. All of you, all of you stay on the floor. Get down on the floor. Get down on the floor, baby. Go ahead. Get down on the floor and everybody stand up. Everybody stand up. I want the Brother Sister Hyden to come and stand with me. Amen. Brother Sister Hyden, come. Children's ministers, I want you to come. Amen. I want our ministers to come. You got a burden for children, I want you to come. There's a great crowd here on a Sunday night. I'm going to tell you something I've learned about Jesus. He loves our kids. He loves our kids. Can y'all help me? We've got some kids still on the steps and just have them, to, 
Have them stand, stand back because we want them to be in order. No, no, sorry, you stay right there, buddy. Amen. Amen. The greatest gift you'll ever get. It's not just a new toy. It's not a new video game. It's not a new dress. It's not a new outfit. Let me tell you what it is. It's the gift of the Holy Ghost. Because when Jesus died on the cross, because he was the perfect sacrifice, everybody say there was no fault in him. When he was born, they searched him all over and they couldn't find one mistake. Can I tell you this? When he died, Pilate said, I find no fault in him. 33 and a half years of living and yet there was no blemish. There was no mistake. You know why? Because when he chose, he told Pilate, they want to come and help me. Sister Rachel, somebody come and help me. Sister Kate. But when they put him and judged him, there's no fault in him. Pilate said, have nothing to do with this just man. He's perfect in all his ways. Everybody say he's perfect. If you or I would have died on the cross, guess what? The veil that separated you from God would not have torn. But because he was a perfect lamb, John the Baptist declared him, the lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. They declared him that day as the lamb of God. And when he died, he told Pilate, he said, you don't take my life, I give it. And when he died on the cross, the Bible says the veil that separated man from God was torn from the top to the bottom. You know what that means? It gives you access to God and it gives God access to you. No longer does he have to be on a throne somewhere else, but he can come to you as the Holy Ghost. Come right inside of your heart and you can, he can feel your spirit and you can take him home with you. How many of you like to take Jesus home with you? The Bible says that he is the gift of the Father. Another verse said he is the gift of the, gift of the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout the gift of the Holy Ghost. The greatest gift you'll ever experience is when the Spirit of God comes into your life. And because of Calvary and only because of Calvary can you be filled with the Holy Ghost. Look at your neighbor and say, there's nothing like it. Look at your neighbor and say, there's nothing like the Holy Ghost. How many is ready to pray in this building? We're able to have him because he died for us. Is he hanging on a cross? Is he buried in a, in a tomb? Where is he? He's right here right now. He's in this room. And if you'll pray, you're going to feel him. I want everybody in this room to say, Lord, I believe in you. I believe you're the perfect lamb. And I know that you love me. Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for not obeying my parents. I'm sorry for doing wrong things. I'm asking you to forgive me tonight and let me feel your presence again. I'm asking you tonight to fill me with the Holy Ghost. When they
they were checking all the lambs when they were born and the perfect ones bed wrap and swaddling clothes if they had one that was not perfect guess what they did nope they let it live and the reason Jesus chose to die so all of us that are imperfect could continue to live that's why he died so you can live so if you walked in this building tonight and you say I've made this mistake I've done this wrong I've got this wrong in my life guess what you get to live tonight because it was the perfect ones that had to die and only Jesus could be that one for us I want you to lift your hands and thank him that he let you live hallelujah We don't need another sacrifice now. He became our ultimate sacrifice. Thank you, Lord. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want you to begin to thank the Lord and the Holy Ghost is going to come in here. I want your hands lifted. If you need something from the Lord, you can come to this altar tonight. You need a miracle. You need a touch of the Lord. Amen. When Jesus was born, He revealed to the world He's the perfect Lamb. He's exactly what you've been looking for. Hallelujah. I feel the Lord moving here. Let's begin to praise Him all over this room. The Holy Ghost is falling on these children. Go ahead. I love you, Jesus. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.